you know, obviously I talk a lot about it. People assume that being single means you're alone and being alone means you're lonely and all these different things. It means you're falling behind and all these like negative stigmas that really just make no sense. But you think about things that you'll regret in life. Talk about this in the book too. It's like, you're definitely going to regret if you fast forward five years from now and you stay in that relationship for another two months, another two years, like you're 100% going to look back and regret that. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. My name's Hannah. I'm unbothered. And I'm Emily. And single is my superpower. And welcome to our podcast. If you know, you know. And you will know as we keep listening to this episode what we're talking about like in our intros. But before we get into any of that, the queen. The literal Miss Queen on Earth. Taylor Allison Swift has dropped, has fed us our our supply that we need of the fearless re-recording. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 26 bangers, and I bought the actual CD today at Target. You still buy CDs? Of my favorite artist, absolutely. I bought the Taylor Swift CD and then the Ariana Positions vinyl. What's it like to be a hipster? What's it like to be so vintage? (laughs) You know, I'm just always a hipster. Uh, But on this one, there's 27 songs. Bonus track, Love Story, Taylor's version, some kind of remix. Interesting. So that should be interesting for sure. I'll have to take a listen. Interesting. But I'm obsessed. obsessed. I am obsessed with Mr. Perfectly Fine because we all know, we all know Joseph Adam Jonas had it coming. He had I love how you know all of their middle names. That's not oh, yeah, creepy there's at that. All. There's like Nicholas Jerry, Nicholas Jerry Jonas. Jonas. Everyone knows. Um, Everyone I who was a Nick. I don't know Kevin. <laughs> it was Paul. It is. It's Paul. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Kevin yeah. Paul Jonas Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Forever and Always hit hit me so hard when I was re-listening to it today. Oh, Ugh. my God. I'm so glad Mr. Perfectly Fine did not come out on the original recording of Fearless because like low-key, if I heard that song... At 15, like, I would have been destroyed, honestly. Like, I'm glad I'm hearing it now, like, once I'm over Mr. Perfectly Fine. Yes. But I'm I'm also still salty that it didn't make the album in the first oh, place. Oh, no, it's like a bop. it's so good. I feel like it's so probably too good. similar to Forever and Always, and that's why. Possibly. But um, I do remember that her, like, her like secret like you know how she used to do like those hidden messages and everything like yes her, i never like, i never looked for them because i was a slacker i know that was like the one thing i did oh my god <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was like for 50 for forever and always as she like wrote like i cried while recording this song and Aww. i'm like mm, we, know bi- cry. we know Me that we know that bitch ain't crying now <laughs> if anything sophie turner is putting joe on blast and i love it the fact that she's like tweeted i'm sorry not tweeted the fact that she shared on her instagram story mr perfectly fine i'm like you know sophie turner drags joe on a daily fucking basis like if i was her i would be miss perfectly 
petty and just be like, mm. anytime you get in an argument, I'd be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That sounds like some something that someone who dumped Taylor Swift over the phone would say. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Mr. Perfect, Mr. Perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's okay. I hear you. Forever and always. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Like, you know, she was blasting forever and always this morning oh. around the house. <laughs> yes. As I, as I, as was I in the car, but I really like, don't you the one from the vault, the vault. I like that one a lot. And I like Mr. Perfectly fine too. I think as much as Taylor probably was annoyed that she had to do this in the first place, she probably had so much fun. Cause we were talking oh, about yeah. this earlier and I was talking about this, this with my other best friend in the morning me my other best friend um my best friend from college um (laughs) she's like a huge taylor swift fan and we hung out this morning we were listening to it together and we were both like you know these are songs she hasn't probably played on tour in like a bit yeah so her getting to re-record these and like we were talking about how 15 must have such a different meaning to Abigail now, now that she's like getting divorced um, or is divorced. So it was just, it's just really fun to like relive those moments. And like I was telling um, my friend, my best friend from college, I was like, you know, it's so nice to like have an artist release an album that you already know all the words to (laughs) sing along and then still get like, however many new songs like it, it is it's a blast a blast from the past and i'm here for it i so. did see a tiktok that was like um all the men of taylor swift's past like the reckoning mu- like music um from like hunger games and it's like um fearless joe jonas uh speak now john mayer uh red uh jake gyllenhaal and all of them are like ducking for cover and everything and then yes. it gets like to 1989 and like it's harry styles like dancing <laughs> Because it's like, we all know like they don't hate each other, and he's probably going to be on the re-recording of Style. He should be. That, that needs to happen. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. That would be so good. Mm-hmm. And Getaway Car. He needs to be on that one, too. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I loved every second of it. It was a great way to start the day, for sure. Absolutely. Is that your captivation this week, or do we have something new? Well, I feel like I've done a lot of songs. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> most, of, most of the time, it, it, any other day, any other week, it would definitely have been my captivation. But um, Emily and I went to an airy store that's close to us. It's like a bigger airy. And I got an offline, one of the offline tanks. Mm-hmm. Um, it... Is so cute. It reminds me of Lululemon, but it also looks like something you could wear out, like with like jeans. Mm-hmm. Um, super cute. Just a basic black, like really fitted tank. A little crop moment. Um, super cute. I'm very excited. I love Airy. Everything Ooh, Airy. We'll leave a picture, like a link in the stories on Instagram, yeah. and I'll link yeah. in the show notes. Yes, I'll find the one. So. <laughs> For mine, so for those of you that do not know me, I don't share this often. So um, my my mom's cousin, so like, is that my second cousin, I guess? Yes, that'd be your second cousin. Um, he's always had a nickname for me because my mom used to dress me like really weird and like 60s-ish <laughs> when I was a kid. Uh, so he calls me Hippie. It's my favorite nickname that I have um, because I just think it's adorable, but... I am such a hippie lately because I have expanded my crystal collection. I now have so many different crystals and I feel so centered in my life. And I got a new one today and I'm going to butcher the name of it because I haven't learned how to pronounce it yet. It's Labradorite 
question mark? Labrador right. <laughs> it like it says like Labrador retriever. I'm much like Labrador right. Okay, cool. I feel like it's similar to Moldavite. And if you are on Witch Talk, um, like I am, you know all about that. So I'm ready for my life to be changed. I'm ready for the negative energy, the negative people to bye bye. To go 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 away. I cleansed it with my Palo Santo wood, which remind me I need to give you some. I have a stick of Palo Santo where you need to use to clean, like cleanse your apartment and everything to get all the negative energies out of there. Um, maybe get your rude neighbors out of there too. Yeah, <laughs> they need to go. I'm ready for them to go. But I got a selenite wand. I think I'm saying it right. Um, I also have an obsidian stone as well. And then I also have like two Not going to lie, sports. that one looked like a shark's tooth through FaceTime. It, nope, now it doesn't, now it doesn't. I can see the thickness now. <laughs> I was like, whoa, shark's tooth, cool. I, <laughs> shark tooth, ooh, ah. Anyway. Shark, shark bait, it's shark <laughs> I know, bait. I know. This goes back to, oh, that makes me think about, never mind. Okay. Me watching The Little Mermaid. <laughs> Oh, you how you watched The Little Mermaid two last night, and I'm I, mean, I told you today I was like I'm Mermaid two. I was like, yeah, man, I watched Pete Davidson stand up again, and like a lot of people don't like it, which like rightfully so. I mean, like he is much. I think he's a good comedian. Um, he's very like opinionated, but like a lot of people just don't like his pacing. R- regardless, it's a funny stand up, especially when he talks about his relationship with Ariana Grande. Um, I think it's hysterical. Um, but because he just drags himself, like is he's never dragging her at all. He's just yeah. like dragging himself. I mean, I still need to watch it. It's just yeah, funny. Emily, Emily's like, I was I was watching the Pete Davidson uh, stand up last night, and I was like, yeah, I watched The Little Mermaid too. And I was like, wait. Not even the first one. The second one when she I've has seen, a daughter. I've seen, I've seen the first one so many times. I like loved the second one growing up. I so I, was like, I, don't I think need I've, to watch it. I've never watched the second one. Are you serious? And I, don't, I don't think I've ever watched it. I'm, I'm it's, just. It's, it's really. It's not it's really cute. like a flick that I'm like. Mm, gotta get that at the box office. You gotta see that ASAP kind of thing. Well, it's not really on my we, letterbox watch list. We owned every. We we owned every Disney. VHS. Have you every seen single one. the Christmas version of Beauty and the Beast? Yes, we own okay, that one. I do have that and, one. And like we had Lion King one and a half. Like we literally had them all. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that one, I, I remember I was like weirdly obsessed with Lion King one and a half for some yeah, reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. How I was, we- I was weirdly obsessed with the Christmas Beauty and the Beast. I loved it. Oh yeah. It, it so made me good. terrified to go ice skating because she fell it's through so the good. ice. It's so good. Yeah, I was like looking at through Disney Plus and I was like, wow, I have so many things I need to watch. I need to relive in my childhood. Like, Jesus it was great. Christ. It was great. But anyways, so, I digress. I don't even know what you were talking about. Sorry, for, regardless, sorry for redirecting regardless, the conversation. Regardless, I'm, I'm just so excited to talk about today's episode. So like, let's just get into it. First off, I got to do housekeeping really quickly. So like, follow us on Instagram at the Gals Guy Pod. Make sure you guys are on there because we have a special giveaway coming up from today's episode. So make sure you guys are following us on Instagram. That's the only way you're going to be able to enter today's giveaway. And we're going to get into that as we get into our episode and our guest interview and everything. But make sure you're following us on there. Also hit us up on our personal Instagrams. Mine is at Emily Elise. That is A-L-E-E-C-E. And mine's at Hannah Nicole Adams. And then make sure you guys do share our podcast, text it to a friend, share it on your Instagram stories, whatever you can do to help us out. Uh, it really does mean so 
so much to us. Uh, that's all we ask. Leave us a five-star review. Leave us a little comment, and you may get a shout-out in a future episode or on Instagram stories. But, ladies and gents, I am I am ec- ecstatic for today's episode, regardless to say. I know you are as well, too. Yes, this is this is uh this is pretty big for me. This is <laughs> like been, so excited. I'm like I'm like Loki and like in love with our <laughs> with our guest today. <laughs> we have joining us from Chicago himself, the Case Kenny. If you guys are not aware who Case Kenny is, make sure you guys check him out on Instagram or his podcast New Mindset Who This. It is one of the most life-changing podcasts I have ever listened to. It literally changed my entire mindset. It puts me in such a great mood. I listen to it on the way to work and I just feel so elated and just in tune and with my mission and aligned. And we're talking about aligning your dating life and figuring out your why to not only your life, but your dating life. And it's just so inspirational. I have so many of my friends that follow him as well. And they are all just like, you know, he makes me so happy to feel like I'm a single Pringle and everything. And it's I could listen to this man talk all day. I could also look at this man talk all day. His beautiful blue eyes. I could just, I could fall deeper into them like they're a freaking pool of water. I swear to God. I may or may not have been hypnotized during this entire Zoom interview by this man. Um, Emily, when when Emily is, Emily does a lot, a lot more chatting, chatting. He gets chatty. She was chatty. My ears were turning red. My ears were turning red on the Zoom call. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I am blushing. Like, my cheeks don't blush. My ears blush. And I was like, just hide them behind my ears. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, well, we both have his um, journals. Yes. And so it was really, really cool to, like, actually talk to the human who created the journals that we're both doing. So it was really, really awesome. And I don't know, like, he's one of the only, he's one of the few guests that we've had. Like, I love every single guest that we had, but like, I was actually like so nervous to talk to him. Emily because, was like, I'm nervous. And, and I, I don't like, get nervous. You're nervous? I used oh to interview God. people for a job. Like, that used to be my career was interviewing people. And I got so nervous because, I mean, just look at him. <laughs> like, like, I was nervous because, one, because he's a male. We haven't had a male guest yet. Yeah, and he was our first male because, guest. Because he's just so well-spoken. He's, that's the thing. He's that's so thing. mature. That's the thing. He's attractive and he's emotionally intelligent. And I'm just like, oh my God, like I'm in love with you. Like, mm, mm-hmm. like I can feel the connection there. And I just, I'm just, I'm manifesting it. I'm using my crystals and I'm manifesting Case Kenny back into my life. But he's just so friendly. And so I'm really excited for you guys to hear this episode. So... Without further ado, without teasing you guys any longer, let's get into today's interview. All righty, gals. So zooming into today's home studio, he is one of Chicago's most eligible bachelors. He is a writer and host of the popular inspirational podcast, New Mindset Who Dis. You've probably seen his post-it notes on your Instagram feed before. Everyone, please welcome Case Kenny. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That was a great intro. (laughs) Very accurate, I suppose. (laughs) Very kind. It was very kind. Thank you. Thank you. I have been a fan of your podcast for quite some time now, honestly. I have probably sent it to like almost all of my friends, uh, especially all the ones that have been going through like really like weird breakups, like during this pandemic and everything. And we, all of them have just felt like you have really just validated like their single 
hood, I guess, and just made them like feel like more appreciative. So we are so happy to have you on the show today and allow our listeners to like get like a sneak peek of you and everything because we love you and we know that they are all going to love you as well, especially because we're all, you're like in your 30s, correct? Okay. Yeah, I'm almost 33. Yeah, yeah, so we're like all like in the same age range. So I feel like everybody's going to be able to really connect to this episode and you're like the first male that we've had on the show yes. as well too so. <laughs> all right i won't let the mankind down yes. <laughs> <laughs> so at the beginning of our episodes we uh do a captivation of the week so something that you've been loving or it could be an item a podcast a song um and we were we wanted to ask you if there's anything that you have been enjoying the past week that you'd like to kind of promote um well enjoying and so many things um i i'm looking to my left i can't say what it is yet because it's something i'm working on but um, i got i like i'm working on a new something i'm releasing not journal related um and i'm looking at it and it's really awesome <laughs> that's oh, so yeah. awesome but uh yeah like it no. takes a long time to develop these things and you go through samples and yada 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 and getting your first run of samples is always exciting so they're right there and i'm looking at them and they're really cool and i'm really excited about that nice that's awesome so everyone will just have to keep uh looking at your website and your instagram yeah oh i'm gonna make a big deal of it when yeah, it, when it yeah. <laughs> absolutely it, it's, it's cool you'll you'll get a kick out of it i think everyone it, it's hopefully it's for everyone but i think it's it's really cool <laughs> just as a whole collaboration like with 3m and like post-it notes and everything yeah, yeah, we'll go. That'd be cool too. <laughs> so, like, speaking of that, um, you've created like this whole like inspirational brand. I would say. I mean, if people, I think, if they haven't heard your podcast, they probably have definitely seen like your photos, like on Instagram and everything. That's how I originally found you was yeah. through that. Um, and then I heard you on Girls Gotta Eat, and that's like one of my favorite episodes. I think of their podcast was um, yours, just because like I think everything you said on the show was just super like resonating I think to me and people who have been in like really like just shitty relationships and have like struggled like with being single at some times and so I would love to know like a little bit about like before we jump in like what made you want to start like your like a mindful podcast and like did you intend to focus on like dating advice at all in the beginning um yeah so to answer your, your last question first definitely not never had any intention and still think it's wildly inappropriate when people call me a dating expert or a relationship expert i did a segment on fox the other day and they that's how they introduced me and i like really wanted to correct them but we were live and i didn't but it's just like um i love i, I want to be as helpful as i possibly can and if people want to call me an expert that's fine um but i never you know set out to do anything dating related certainly and never even wanted to do like self-help or self-improvement like mm -hmm. those terms are so wonky i don't even know what that means i just set out to to talk myself through my own development from a mindfulness perspective like that's what I'm all about. Mindfulness, mindfulness, mindfulness. And all mindfulness is is self-awareness and that can take you in a lot of different directions. But yeah, I mean, I started doing that as a challenge to myself about three years ago. Never, you know, did any episodes on dating, waited and did, did an episode. Um, and people were like, wow, that was amazing. And then, you know, it, to, to be a successful podcaster is really, really difficult. And you gotta, you gotta separate yourself and you've got to help people. And I think the number one thing that a lot of people need help with universally is, is 
updating mindfulness. So yeah. I'm not opposed to, to helping where I can. Um, and I enjoy doing it because, I mean, as someone who's been single for the past three years, it like helped myself um, kind of uh, understand the importance of that time and everything. So I've really grown to enjoy it, which is just um, far away from what I envisioned for myself. But it's super fulfilling and I enjoy doing it. So until that's not the case, I'll continue doing it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think you, I, you've mentioned before, like on a, um, on one of your episodes that like, you just felt like you had like a gift at simplifying things. Yeah. And that is something that I thought was really refreshing because I don't know, it just maybe because I'm a woman, like I tend to like overthink and overanalyze everything. And I think a lot of women do probably. And so having like that fresh perspective and it's like, wow, no, it really is that simple. Um, it really doesn't have to be that complicated. And that was something that I also um, grew from your book, which we did buy. We bought, um, I bought Singles a Superpower and you bought Unbothered. And both have really loved it. We're actually planning on doing a giveaway with the uh, Single Issue Superpower book uh, for our listeners after this episode goes out um, because we thought it was so inspirational that everybody else on our show um, who listens definitely needs to get a copy of it. Um, but like I mentioned, you've, wrote, you've written three, three, correct? Two are journals. Um, and then you have that, uh, the Dating Workbook one, which... I think is so unique and it's helpful instead of just like telling people like how to like be more mindful and things like that. Like you're giving them activities and helping them work together with it, which I appreciated. Um, but I would love to talk a little bit more like about single is your superpower and you know, why you got the idea for it and the concept of it and get into that. Yeah. Um, well, I appreciate that for one, because I, I don't think like I'm not in business to tell people what to do or how to think. I'm in business of giving people questions to ask themselves and perspectives to consider. I think that's so much more powerful than telling mm -hmm. people what to think. Forced mindfulness, forced confidence, forced self-esteem doesn't do anything for anyone. Like yeah. um, you have to come to those realizations yourself. That's the most powerful way to love yourself and love other people is to, to have it come from your own place of compassion. And I find that through exercises, through, you know, asking and answering yourself questions, like you're going to come to these conclusions that are really healthy and really accurate for you. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the workbook came about in the same sense that I'm, I'm a big advocate for journaling in general. Um, just a, a daily journal practice, I think is so powerful. And obviously I've created journal concepts around that, but I was like, let's think about this specifically for dating. I think the number one problem in relationships and dating in your twenties and thirties is we do a lot of things without knowing why we do them. Um, we do them because we're human and you're supposed to date like all these different things are we'll date without knowing why we're dating. We'll date without knowing what we deserve and what our standards should be and what our boundaries should be. Like we kind of think we know what they are. Mm -hmm. um, but it turns out that we really haven't established them for ourselves. We've, we've borrowed other people's truths, other people's standards, other people's expectations for dating. And I just was like, well, you know, the, the, the powerful effect that journaling offers you, it allows for you to take what might be like buried in your heart and put it on paper and sometimes that's all it takes to make something really real. So I was like, I'll just do that for um, a relationship concept. So I, I compiled what I thought were my, my most appropriate um, episodes on dating and, uh, you know, compiled it with a bunch of exercises and people find it um, really powerful. Because I mean, I think about my 20s, I never, ever took time to consider why I was doing what I was doing. Never. Oh. No. Yeah. No. It's, like, it's <laughs> the, the literal definition of insanity. I was doing the same thing over and over again and never, it was craziness. Um, yeah. so 
yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to the point like in your twenties, I feel like where you're just like on autopilot and you're not really like looking for like a deeper meaning in anything. You're like, well, I'm just trying to like do what everybody else is doing because I'm feeling pressure to do certain things because, oh, I should, especially like we grew up in the South. So like getting like married, Married like super young and having kids like now is like like pretty normal. (laughs) Yeah. And like, you know, you know, the standard, like step one, step two, this is how you be an adult. And I love that you've mentioned before, like, you know, finding the purpose, finding your why. And I would love to talk a little bit more about that because like, you're right. Like, I think so many people think about like, you know, why do you do this for your job? Why do you do this, um, you know, for relief, things like that, but why are you dating? And I would love to hear more about your thoughts on that because it's something that really, I think I'm the single one in this podcast. She's the one that's in a very long-term committed relationship. (laughs) And and literally until like I saw, until like I heard your episode where you mentioned that, I was like, shit, like I actually haven't like thought about like, why, why am I, I dating? Date. Yeah. Um, so I would love to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's, it's both a really big deal, but also something we don't need to overcomplicate. Like I just find that a lot of the time the answer to if we were literally asked, why are we dating? We'd be like, well, what do you mean? I'm, I'm human. I'm supposed to pair up or we're supposed to find someone. I'm supposed to raise a family, so on and so forth. And yes, those are like biological humanity driven reasons. But in my mind, you have to have like almost a selfish reason to date. Like it can't be all altruistic purpose. My purpose is to create impact in life. It's it, like, we got to be real with each other. It's got to be a little more self-serving in that. Yeah. Otherwise, I really don't think it's real. I don't think it's genuine. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm almost like, you know, Star Wars, the dark side. It's like, you've got to embrace it a little bit. Like, and again, that sounds, that sounds terrible, but it's like, I'm talking about like a selfish <laughs> reason. Like a selfish reason would be like, I want to date someone um, who makes me a better person. I think that's a very compassionate person yeah. um, reason. And then the follow-up would of course be, and I make her or him a better person in return. Um, but I just, I think like that line of thinking is much more powerful and then it gives you direction because when you don't have a why behind dating, it's like you're, 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 you're driving without your headlights on. Like you just don't know what you're doing. So like, I find it, it's, it's helpful to sit down and do that. And sometimes if your answer is why am I dating? And your answer is, I just want to screw around. That's, awesome it's fine yeah you have a why the problem is when you don't have it so it could literally be people are like okay so that sounds like such a esoteric philosophical i was like no sit down and ask yourself that and if the answer <laughs> is you want to screw around that's great if the answer is you want to you want to find someone who makes you a better person that's great your answer could also be i want to start a family some people that's a life purpose and i think that's fantastic yeah but some we the, the very fact is we just don't take the time to do it and it could take 30 seconds, but it can be really guiding because then when you're at a crossroad deciding what to do, you're like, okay, how does a potential action back into my why? Oh, it doesn't. Okay. I shouldn't do that. Oh, it does. Great. I'll continue going this way. And I, and I also think it's just more respectful to other people. If you know your why you can communicate your why. If you don't, mm-hmm. that's when you get into situations where you start being uh, fuck boy, miscommunicate. Um, and it's not necessarily, um, you know, you're a bad person. It's just, you haven't taken the time to decide what you want. Yeah. And I think like, I mean, you even say like in your book, like having a hoe face uh, and everything. And like, if like, that's like your purpose, like that's like, that's what you want to do. That is fine. Um, There's nothing wrong. There's nothing, there's no shame in your game whatsoever. Um, And I think it's also like, you know, 
you're being honest, like with like your partners on top of that too. Um, if that's what you're wanting to do instead of like leading someone on and giving them like mixed signals and that you might want something else. Um, so I think like, you know, just owning up to it. Like, you know, if you just want to like have a hookup phase, that's totally fine. Um, if you are dead set on wanting to find like your life partner, that is also fine too. Um, and just, you know, when you, I think when you know your why you're able to attract like-minded people in that way, I think. Um, I've always heard this one quote where it was like healthy people attract healthy people. And so like, I think when you um, are in that mindset of like, no, like I want a serious relationship. I want to be committed to somebody. You're going to attract that instead of chasing something else um, and trying to change somebody else to fit more of uh, your narrative. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's a big vibe. Yeah. That's a great way to say it. I mean, I talk a lot about chasing and attracting, but when you know your why, you attract when you don't know you why you're willing to become whoever you need to be to fit someone else's narrative. And that might not be the right narrative for you. So it becomes this kind of negative cycles. So yeah. I love that. Yeah. Which you also, I think you talked a little bit about that, like in your most recent episode um, mm-hmm. about being chosen. Um, and that's something we've also talked about before. We recently did an episode on stop chasing, start attracting. And I, do you think people tend to get so caught up in like wanting to be in a relationship that versus like finding the right person um, and they kind of fall into these situationships? Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, we want to win. We want to have what we want to have. And sometimes we don't realize that we're the only one in that scenario who wants it or who wants it badly enough um, or who's willing to communicate it. So yeah, I mean, it's just that like chasing um, leads to, you know, being overlooking the fact that you might be trying to convince someone to choose you. And um, it, being chosen takes a lot of different forms. Like, I think that's a personal question. And I mean, I'm just, there, there's certain, you know, standards, of course, that you should expect as far as being chosen. But it's just a question to ask yourself um, to understand that, you know, it takes two to tango. Like, you have to choose them and they have to choose you. And if you find yourself in a situation where you're trying to convince someone to choose you, it's a really tough pill to swallow. But it like that's why I'm not afraid to ask a, like a really cliche question like that or say you deserve to be chosen because I mean, it could be eye opening. You'd be like, Oh shit. Like I chose him or her, but I am, I'm, I'm convincing him or her to choose me back. And like, that's all you need to know. Like, I don't think there's ever any situation where you should have to convince someone to grow, to love you, to grow, to commit to you and so on and so forth. Like, yes, I'm very aware that there are stages in dating that not everyone's always <laughs> going to be like people think I'm like living in La La Land where it's like, case, this isn't realistic. Like I, I very, very much get it. Like I'm a dude in my twenties and thirties in Chicago. I've dated a lot. Like I get it. Like you're never, it's very rare that you have to find two people that not only are they at the, the, the exact same phase in their life and mindset, but then also fall for each other instantaneously. It's where it, it goes like this, right? It yeah. goes up and down. Yeah. And so you don't have to expect butterflies and rainbows and you know these these amazing um you know segments to your your journey but um i think asking yourself that question it could be could be really telling like convincing someone to choose you um is is something that no one should have to do because you should be able to find someone i really believe you should be able to find someone who would not have to be convinced and that's that's all you need to know yeah. I mean, yeah. I think even like long-term relationships, like you wake up every day and choose Blaine. Yeah. Um, and same with like him, like he wakes up every day and chooses to like be with you and like work through fights. And I think that's something that's a- applicable to like friendships too. Like 
Oh, I yeah. choose to run we a business. We choose to be friends. <laughs> I choose to like have a business with you <laughs> contractually. Like we are together. Yeah. And um, luckily You're like. like together right now. It looks like. Too. Yeah. <laughs> We're literally booked. We totally like didn't even decide we to match. We didn't even plan the green. This just, yeah, some, it just <laughs> happened. <laughs> but I mean, I think it's just really powerful because I, I think choosing yourself at the end of the day is also um, the best thing you can always do because. I mean, that's something that I've had to deal with. I mean, with guys that I've dated in the past, um, our listeners know very, very well the stories where I had to <laughs> decide to like just choose myself over, you know, dating the same type of fuck boy and, you know, someone who didn't have his priorities aligned with mine and just, you know, someone whose words and actions weren't aligning with mine as well too. And so I think it's possible people can eventually like when you've been in that chasing mindset, to eventually get into a more attracting mindset and whether that's like through meditation, I think, I mean, or therapy or whatever it may be, um, journaling. Uh, I think there's many different ways that you can get into that mindset um, and just be able to attract like the person that you're trying to get. And I think by setting boundaries, that's a great way. And you've talked about that before. Um, And just identifying like certain qualities that you should find like in your ideal person. And I really liked that part of your workbook where like, you're able to like literally list out like, okay, like what is your dream person look like? What is the person that you want to be with? Um, what qualities do they have? And seeing it on paper versus just like having it in the back of your head is a lot more rewarding and powerful, I think, than I imagined it would be. Um, but do you, I mean, do you think people like are afraid with of like, being alone and like this is why this tends to happen why they start chasing sometimes and instead of just attracting the person they're wanting to be with yeah well I think I think a lot of times it comes from a lack of self-awareness of how much you bring to the table like that's why I like that exercise I obviously included it but I also like the flip side exercise which I also included which is list everything out that you want in a partner great now list everything else that you bring to the table that your partner would be interested in you Mm -hmm. and I I hope that people put together a nice long list of everything that you bring to the table. And I find that when you take time to like truly and honestly and vulnerably list out what you bring to the table, not like I'm hot shit. I'm amazing. Like things that you honestly <laughs> believe about yourself. You know, you like do physical that attributes. Like, yeah. you know? like yo, I got the best elbows in the business. <laughs> whatever you want to, whatever you want to put down, but like honest, like human level, compassionate driven elements, like, that like hopefully that would flip the script a little bit to you so that when you find yourself chasing you're like i'm giving away all this <laughs> like these are great things for yeah, free yes yeah, yeah for free yeah I definitely, uh, I definitely think that like people struggle with self-awareness just like in general. And so, so like actually having something where you have to like sit and be like, okay, well, like what do I actually bring to the table outside of just like, you know, the typical things? Like, I don't know. I just, I've noticed that in all aspects of life, people are just like, they struggle with self-awareness. And so do you have any other tips for like improving self-awareness outside of journaling or? um, Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing is like, it's, like it's easy to sit here and be like, Oh, be self-aware, make the right decision for yourself. Like it, it's rarely that simple when, when things right. are complicated and you're here in the moment. I think for me, it's like the most guiding principle that I have is like everything that I do. Um, like I ask myself the question of like, am I proud of myself in making this decision? And that mm-hmm. requires a deep level of self-awareness of, of course. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you like, you know, like if you, if you find yourself chasing someone, or convincing someone if like 
everyone has the ability to be honest with themselves. Like I would find it difficult to believe that if you're honest with yourself and you're in that situation and you ask yourself that question, am I proud of myself in this situation? I would find it difficult for you to be like, yes, I am. Cause you know, deep down that you deserve better than that. So I like, that's a big question for me that guides me a lot. And granted a lot of time the answer is no. And then that means that I need to do something uncomfortable, awkward, whatever, but like, that's a guiding principle. And I really think that the, the happiest, most fulfilled people are people who are driven by a desire to make themselves proud. Um, in effect, because I mean, I mean, ultimately, I think only good things can come from that decision. It might, you might be alone, you might be awkward, embarrassed, rejected, but I, I ultimately think that's going to be much more rewarded than finding yourself in a situation that you've committed to that you know, is beneath your standard. Um, so yeah, I, I, I encourage people to do that a lot. And then, um, Otherwise, I mean, the, the, the power of why is a big one. Asking yourself why as many times as you can. And so you hit some mm-hmm. kind of epiphany, big or small, like that's a big one. Like, I really think you could break down any frustration, anxiety issue that you're, you're facing by asking yourself why, and then not stopping at one why, but hitting five more times if you need to, to get to the bottom of it. We just don't take the time to do these things. We sweep problems under the rug in favor of hoping that things work out in favor of complaining about them rather than facing them head on. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and, and, um, like actually taking things for face value, like what someone shows you, what someone tells you and not just like, like, I think you were talking about it in your most recent episode, like not like giving it a couple of times, but like once someone shows you like how they are and what they want, like actually accepting that as face value and not trying to like continue to pursue something that they're obviously not into or it's not the right time or don't have the same alignment, I guess. So Yeah. 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 When you said make yourself proud, that, that that really, I think puts puts things into perspective because I mean, I think even moments it's like, okay, would you even like be okay like with telling your best friend this like if you can't even tell your best friend certain things like you know that it's probably not the best decision i mean there's been moments where like i've gone back to like a toxic ex um or things like that and it's like i didn't want to admit that to like you or to like someone else and it's like those are moments that it's like mm, probably not your best work probably need to be more self-aware in that mo- that moment yeah. <laughs> um and it's like it's moments where i've literally had I'm like mm, yeah i'm not gonna mention that like on the pod like we're not bring- mentioning that at like the story time of the week like we're not gonna talk about that because i can't even tell the listeners that so like therefore i probably need to do a self-check really quickly and there's nothing wrong i think with having like those mindful moments throughout the day we just had okay sis on the podcast and they were talking about having more mindful moments within their um, mental health routines that they do. And I think if everyone kind of did that and did like did a little bit more check-ins with themselves throughout the day, no matter if they're like on a first date um, or if they are just like everyday life, like just on their way to work, I think it's improving like your mental health. I mean, cause there's many times where I've gone on dates with guys before and I've been, the first thing I thought was, oh, I hope they like me. But now I'm at a point where it's like, no, like I hope, I like them, so therefore I don't have to like talk about them and talk about a horrid date I had like on the show next week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. like shifting yeah, that narrative, yeah. I think a little bit. Um, but yeah, that that's been a huge, huge principle. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely such a great like flip of things. Like, yeah, how to look at things. Yep. So. Yeah. Um, you you've talked about radical honesty before, which I think is something you and I both 
flourish at um we are very confrontational people <laughs> we're just very very blunt we get to the point yeah you know? like I, I beat around the bush <laughs> whether i'm upset or if i think you're really hot like i you will know um i will tell you it will be very upfront and i i think some people like are afraid to do that because you know you have that fear of rejection or you know they you know they hear like oh like you know i don't want to be too like intimidating or like you know come across as a bitch or, or like come across whatever. as like narcissistic and like conceited or anything like that but I don't think there's anything wrong like with being overly confident um especially like in dating like just you know from a woman's perspective you know disagree with me if you want to <laughs> but I'm sure like it's probably more refreshing like when a woman is like more honest and like goes and hits on the guy and it gives you like a sense of relief a little bit in a way um but I yeah. yes I, <laughs> The answer is yes. Yeah. I mean, that's, I talk a lot, a lot about that. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Like I, I, uh, talk to a lot of women who are like, Oh, I'm you know, not finding any guys, whatever. And I like, well, have you tried? It's like, uh, there's, I don't know, uh, sweeping question about women. I like a guy would never sit there and think, Oh, I don't want to come off as, you know, too confident or too this, like guy, yeah. guy that doesn't enter their, their, their brainstem. I don't know why women <laughs> tend to do that um, so often, but I could tell you for a fact that, you know, if you're a woman trying to meet men or a certain man, like literally all you have to do is like compliment a guy. Guys for a fact do not get as many compliments as women. Yeah. Women, women compliment women all day. Yep. And then women are, are beautiful creatures and they get a lot of compliments from men. Men don't get a lot of compliments. Like it's just, it's just like, it's i'm not we're not going to go into like toxic max masculinity or anything like that but like it's just it's just a fact men don't get a lot of compliments and if a woman you compliment a man like he's going to remember that like you compliment a shirt he's going to wear that shirt for the next six months like it's just like <laughs> he just remembers these things so yeah i mean i think that that's in line with i mean that could just be straight flirting but honesty goes hand in hand with that like yeah. i would i respect that so much and like that's a huge turn on and that should be more common <laughs> yeah I mean, you did that literally like with your boyfriend the other day like there was a disagreement that you had you were upset by the way like he spoke to you and you were just like i'm not we're shutting this shit we're down like right this. now <laughs> like i'm shutting that down right now <laughs> and i was like love this i'm here yes, for this yes, and you yeah. are very very good at it i think thank you um <laughs> i am good at it when i want to be <laughs> I, yes, I think yeah but i i don't think like radical honesty just like is only to other people. I think you also have to be like radically honest, like with yourself. And I think that goes along with like the mindful check-ins that, you know, we were just talking about um, because it's not just like establishing boundaries and like setting your standards. It's also being honest with, are you happy? Are you, um, is this what you really are wanting and sticking with that? Um, and I kind of would love to hear like your thoughts on what it is like, and you talk about like in your chapter on, in your book, but I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on it. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, I think a lot of times, like I, the, I don't think I wrote this in, in the book, but um, you know, a lot of times we find ourselves in, in situations where we're like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Like, I'm 50% happy, like no biggie. Um, but I'm big on like being a little like ego driven. Like if you're not 100% happy, why aren't you asking for 100%? Like, I feel like we don't do that a lot in our dating lives. It's like, there's no shame in asking for 100%, whether that's asking for more from a partner or moving on from a partner who is not capable of giving you enough. Like, I, I, like I'm very big on, on, you know, knowing that you deserve to at least 
um, browse and, you know, attempt to secure that for yourself. Like, um, I, I talk a lot about on the podcast, like the power of ego. Like, I think a lot of times we think that ego is this, this always, always bad thing. Mm-hmm. And there's obviously a downside, a bad ego. The bad ego says that you're better than someone else, that you're out of their league and so on and so forth. But there's a good ego that says you're an amazing person and you bring all these things to the table and therefore you should be proud of yourself and you, you deserve to be in every single room with every single person with whatever you want. And the, the power of that ego says you can handle whatever happens next. So if that's you asking for 100% by asking someone out and they reject you, you're fine because you've got the, the power of your ego behind you, which is saying, I'm fine. I'll just move on. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm big on that. I just think a lot of times we don't take the time to realize that what we deserve, what we bring to the table. Um, but I love that, that I, I had a quote a while back that I said, it's like, I used to walk into a room and wonder if people like you now you walk into the room and wonder mm-hmm. if you like them, but like, that should be your guiding principle. Cause otherwise like the, like the, you're, you're just asking yourself to potentially chase someone, try to impress someone, try to potentially not be who you are in order to win them over. And I don't think that's ever a healthy mentality. So I think all that goes hand in hand to say that, you know, practicing of self-awareness upfront is really powerful. And then in the moment through your decisions, asking for 100%, being proud of yourself in that moment for asking and going for it. Uh, and then being led by your ego to know that you'll be fine no matter the outcome from it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I yeah. think about like, I don't know if you, I'm sure you've seen the film Gone Girl. I don't know if you have, um, but <laughs> yep, <laughs> like, I have. The quote-unquote, like, cool girl monologue that um, Rosamund Pike's character does where, like, you know, the cool girl, like, doesn't get mad. You know, she's, like, fits in to, like, be, like, what the guy, like, wants kind of thing. And I have known, like, I have a film degree, so that's why I go on film tangents sometimes. (laughs) But I know, like, so many women that have, like, related, like, to that monologue where it's, like, they, you know, try to you know be this perfect person like in order to like get a guy and it's just like you know you stifle like what you want you stifle like your standards and it's like i'm fine with being in a situation if he wants to be in something casual that's cool and when you want like a committed relationship and it's just like (laughs) you are not going to be able to grow a healthy committed relationship i think out of something that started so toxic like that to begin with and i think more people just need to be like self-aware in the the situations because I think some people think that like they get in these things and they're like oh I'm Bob the Builder I I can can change (laughs) I can fix him or her or whatever (laughs) I hate that so much yeah I don't know I mean I think all of like again it's easy it's easy for us to be like why would you ever accept that like when we're not in the situation ourselves but I think Mm -hmm. a a lot of the aversion to making a decision that would be respectful of yourself and be like no I don't want it I don't want this this is what he wants it's not what I want and then acting on it a lot of the aversion to doing that is an aversion to being alone or starting over again so I mean it's it's full circle in this conversation like like you think about you know obviously I talk a lot about people assume that being single means you're alone and being alone means you're lonely and all these different things it means you're falling behind and all these like negative stigmas that really just make no sense but you think about things that you'll regret in life talk about this in the book too. It's like, you're definitely going to regret if you fast forward five years from now and you stay in that relationship for another two months, another two years, like you're 100% going to look back and regret that. There you go. She was Uh, in that. Yeah. I was in like a five-year relationship that was going, I didn't, I really like broke up, got back together, broke up, got back together. I knew we weren't going to be together, but I continued to stay because I didn't 
want to start over. Yeah. It's terrible. So, terrible. There you I go. regret it, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you learned a lot through it. I did. And, and you can capitalize on that as a silver lining, but I'm yes. sure you, you regret investing that additional time. So much energy. time. Exactly. Yep. But I don't think if you were, if you were to have broken up, broken off the, the relationship then and there and been lonely and alone for a little bit. And in the moment it sucked. And then you fast forwarded five years. I don't think you would look back and regret being alone there. Yeah. So like that, like it's again, I always try to be super empathetic. It's easy for me to make decisions because I feel like I'm just wired to simplify things and rock and roll and be optimistic. I think the average person isn't as optimistic. I'm like annoyingly optimistic. Like <laughs> friends, they, they tell me. Um, I like all that. Yeah, like, dude, we get it. It's class, glass half full. Cool. Uh, I mean, realistically, it's a power. It's a powerful thing to like. I like to think of things on a straight line. Like you're here five years from now is here. Fast forward in your brain and look back. Like, what are the things that you're going to regret? You're going to regret the wrong relationship, the toxic relationship, the relationship you stayed in for too long, the job you stayed in for too long, the yeah. friendship you stayed in for too long. Wow. You're, not, you're not going to regret being single, no matter how lonely you feel in that moment, because not everything is forever. And for one, if you're really honest with yourself, you're probably, and again, I put quotes around this. You're probably not truly lonely. You're alone, but you're buying into the stigma of being alone and assuming that being alone means you're lonely and then all these negative things. Again, wouldn't want to touch depression or things like that. There's right. a different Obviously. conversation. Yeah. But um, yeah, we, we, we buy into this narrative that being alone means you're lonely and being lonely means there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you means you're falling behind. You're not lovable. And it just becomes this, like you drop off this cliff. It's, it's horrible. All of that. Yeah can be remedied to an extent with our fan favorite mindfulness yeah Yeah. i mean i literally had this conversation with um another friend the other day where like she came to me like so upset because this was like another relationship she had been in where the person like wasn't choosing her and she just felt like there was something wrong with her i'm like there's literally nothing wrong with you and i'm not just saying this because like i'm your friend and you know like i feel like i'm supposed to say this like there's like nothing wrong with you like it's just you you have to find people who are wanting the same thing as, as you want. And those people, it's just not this person. And like, do you want to be with this person and suffice like what you want out of life in order to have that temporary bliss? Or do you want to stand up for yourself and be forever happy? Because if I'm looking back, like in my life, like my early twenties, I was like, com- like the most single I have ever been. Like there was not there was not a roster of people I was talking to. There was not, my phone was dry. Like I was not texting anybody from like, like you're the only person I'm texting. Like between 2012 and 2016, no boys whatsoever. And that was some of the best time in my life. Like I lived in London for a part of that time. Like I was doing so much with my life. I started going to grad school. I graduated from undergrad. Like there were so many different things that I was doing and that's some of the best times. Some of the worst time was when I was in a stupid toxic relationship with like this like narcissistic um, dude and was like totally abusive. And like, I regretted staying in that for so long because I did it because I I thought that like, that was what I needed because I somehow forgot what it was like to be alone. And then after that ended, I was like, no, like I need to find like my quote unquote, like myself again and just be happy being alone. And I think in 2021, I started listening to your podcast (laughs) (laughs) and I'm dead serious. Like when I say like, I think that the first episode I listened to because I wanted to make sure it was great was, uh, (laughs) (laughs) it was the law of attraction episode. Yes. 
Yeah. I literally listened to it on my way to work. And th- I was in the best fucking mood for the rest of the day. Like, it just, I just, I literally was just like, like, hell yeah. Like, this is, I can do this. Like, this is literally like what I've always thought. And just for hearing someone else say it kind of validated it for me, what I had always thought. And then I was like, Hannah, you got to fucking listen to this dude. <laughs> send, send. <laughs> I was like, we got to get him on the show. <laughs> I and love that. I have so many friends that I have like listened to your stuff. And one of my friends, Darby, she is also from Chicago. And I told her that you were coming on the show. And she's like, I'm in love with him. Um, so <laughs> I'm <dark>. so jealous. <laughs> so, um, I had to get that shout out for her. <laughs> um, I, one thing we want to talk about uh, really quickly with you, though, like one of the last things we wanted to mention was mixed signals. I feel like you've done a really great episode um, on that. And without like repeating like your whole episode, because we want people to go and listen to like your show, because you have almost... 300 episodes good god i that is amazing <laughs> i have a lot of feelings <laughs> but i like it i love it i like it because they're like they're I like li- 30 minutes i was about to say i like the time like it's perfect it's digestible good. it's just enough to like di- digest yeah that's yeah we're, meanwhile we're like doing like <laughs> hour and a half episodes it's fine <laughs> but awesome. Um, could you like tell us like a little bit and like tell our audience a little bit how to like, go about navigating mixed signals because I think you kind of like phrase it in a really good way. Yeah, to be honest, I don't even remember what I said in that episode. I was talking to someone <laughs> in all honesty, I was talking to someone earlier today and they're I was like, I don't remember what I talked about in this episode. It's like I Fair like, enough. like my, I said, you do almost 300 episodes. <laughs> well, it, it's, I mean, my, my, my process, I mean, they're one of the reasons I don't remember a lot of content. I mean, I do, I need like just a little, a nudge is like, like I I sit down and I put on music and I just like vomit out these thoughts. And then it's like, it's like, I don't know what to relate it to. It's like, I don't know, running a marathon and you just kind of black out and you do it and then you pop out and you don't remember how you got from A to Z. You just got there. You know what I mean? Uh, So that's, that's, I feel like that's, that's how I am a lot. Um, I mean, in the episode, you talked like a little bit, like I, because I was re-listening to it this morning a little bit. But you touch, you talk about how um, when people's like a words are, like, are not aligning, like I think like with their actions, yeah. um, and how to, because I I do think that you hear quite often like actions speak louder than words, but. And people are always like, well, like he's acting like he wants to be in a relationship with me. He's acting like my boyfriend, but he's saying like he doesn't like want commitment, but. I don't think that's valid. Like if their actions aren't aligning, if they're not like putting forth the effort and also saying the same thing, then that's what a mixed signal is. And like, that's someone who like, doesn't like see your value and doesn't, you know, they're not choosing you. Like you said, um, because I think like, I just think like a lot of people, especially women, they, they try to be detectives about the whole thing. Um, when really like they shouldn't yeah. have to be like, it's, it's, right, it's there. right there in front of you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm vaguely remember when I talked about, I think, uh, it's so funny. It's so funny. Um, I think, I mean, I think about myself, like when I, I did that episode, I think about myself, like the only circumstances where I recall where I gave a woman mixed signals, either by just not being a great communicator, by being off and on hot and cold, yada, 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 is when I didn't really know what I wanted, where I was unsure about mm-hmm. her. And, but I, I, compare that with instances where I was sure about someone when I was sure about someone and not like, I love you. Let's get married vibe, but just like, yo, you're really cool. Like we should, I definitely want to get to know you. There was no no mixed signal that I was capable of giving. In fact, it was always the opposite. I would like overcompensate and be like too eager. I would be double texting, triple texting, like probably a little too eager. And I, and I think that's a universal truth. Like when someone wants something or is, 
eager to explore if they want something, they're going to show it. It's the same thing. Like if you're hungry, you're going to find a way to eat. That's that you're just going to do it. It's the same. If you're interested in dating someone, you're going to find a way to portray that. Yes. We're in an era where people are savagely overthinking things for no great reason. Well, I don't want to seem too eager. I don't want to seem too this. I don't want to seem too that. Um, And that's a problem and we need to break through that. But I just think about, we think about our own instances. Like when you want something, you make it known. So that's like my initial take on mixed, mixed signals. And ultimately the take there is mixed signals once. Okay. Mixed signals twice, mixed signals three times, like shame on you. Like you need to, you you need to get out of there. Um, I think we need to give people a little bit of leniency. Like life is life you know, texting, things are misinterpreted. Okay. Mixed signals once. Okay. Mixed signals twice. Have your red flag radar up three times. You need to have a conversation. And if you don't get the answer you want, then you move on. But I think ultimately like the best like test barometer for reacting to mixed feelings is like how in your relationship with this person, how are they making you feel in the sense that are they bringing out the, the best in you or the worst in you? I've talked about that on the podcast before, like your, your good qualities or your bad qualities. My bad qualities would be jealous, anxious, um, overattached, whatever. Um, and I think a lot of times in reaction to, to really understand if what they're giving you is, is a mixed, mixed signal or not, or if you're just overthinking that, is like consider what they're bringing out of you and try to take off the table just like natural anxiety. Um, but like we all know the good qualities about us and the bad qualities. And if someone is like perpetually bringing out those bad qualities, like that's also a signal that you should really buy into. Like there's no more truth about someone else than in yourself like you don't need to look any further like you can try to psychoanalyze them all you want but ultimately the ultimate test is what are they bringing out in you and if someone is making you go crazy and overthink everything that they're doing yeah it's not oftentimes it's not your fault it's because that's that's the dynamic you have and it might not be healthy so i think they they kind of go hand in hand for sure yeah i mean i think the second you start like sending screenshots like of their text to the group message it's like mm, okay like that should be a sign that like you're overthinking like maybe a little bit and like this just like the communication like hasn't just been completely clear and like that's I feel like for me like the minute I like start texting you I'm like so what do I say back to this like or I'm like just questioning like and I don't know like there's just been many times like I'll be honest like with like our listeners like there was a guy that I was like talking to like recently and I noticed that like I was always the one like reaching out to him and everything because like in person, like we were going on dates and everything. It was great. But like, I was always the one like initiating and like asking him, I'm like, hold on a second. Like, I feel like somehow like you were chasing me at first and now somehow this has been reversed and everything. And I was like, you know what? Like, let's just, just like leave it for a second. Like, let's just like not reach out and see like if he like makes an effort and like no effort was reciprocated. It's like, Mm. that's somebody who clearly like, I was able to call myself out like when I noticed myself start chasing it's like no like I shouldn't have to be doing this I shouldn't have to be like begging like for bare minimum effort for you to just like text me like once a day to like just check in to see like how my day is like that's like such bare minimum um standards and requirements and I think really like just knowing like what you require like in a relationship and like what your standards are are some of the most like important things that you can do for yourself, I think in order to like, make sure like you're not like falling like, from, from mixed signals and like getting trapped in that. Yeah. And yeah. I also think like the most practical advice I have is, and it'll solve a lot of your problems is <laughs> don't text, just call. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know that sounds like such a motherly thing to say, but like it, it really makes things so simple, like so simple. 
like yeah. like not in like a like calling them every day to check up on them but if you have, yeah. if you want to have a serious conversation or even if you you want to do I would like the like hey how was your day kind of vibe over text like okay I get that but I would mm-hmm. rather just call and do that like that is True. that is connection yeah and, like mm-hmm. it's much more difficult to misinterpret what someone's saying there um so I'm all for phone calls like, like yeah. I think I think phone calls are making a comeback I know yes Gen Z is freaked out or even millennials are freaked out if you call them but uh, I used to I, be saying, like, why are you calling me? But like now I'm like, call yeah, me. Call yeah, me. yeah, yeah. I would rather have a call. You know, if I call you, like, you're Some like, something's up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, I, exactly. I cannot stand people who try to have like a serious like conversation over text message, especially if someone I'm dating. It's like, this is going to go completely it, yeah. misconstrued. Mm-hmm. Like, I, we need to, one, I feel like this should be in person. Second of all, like, if anything, like with COVID, like, at least like a phone call or something because your tones can just be misconstrued it gets just complicated like you could think i'm saying something a certain way that's happened with us before mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and fights have ensued because of that <laughs> we started voice texting each other at work so. oh yeah. yeah 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 so i, I love that <laughs> it's oh, so yeah. nice you can hear yeah. inflections intonation yeah. all kinds of things yeah so. yeah yeah <laughs> i know <laughs> but yes. um before we let you go, because this has been like such an amazing episode, I think. Yes, and I'm so sure. I'm so happy we were able to have you on. We kind of like to end every episode with a survival tip. So just like a, a quick little last tip that kind of like rounds out the episode. So if there's anything that you feel like the listeners need to know, like a home run kind of thing, what would it be? Home no run. Pressure. All right. No uh, well, um, I don't know. I mean, I think like the, honestly, like the biggest truth that I think has really showed itself in every, every area of my life, dating, entrepreneurship, my own development is this idea. And I, I've talked about, I talk about it on pretty much every interview. I always manage to work it in. It's like my soundbite, but it really is powerful. It's like, it's, it's my soundbite. It says, there's no right way to live your life, but there's a wrong way to live your life. And the wrong way is to think that there is a right way. And, um, you say it a couple times and then you'll, you'll like really get it. But like, I'm big on this because I think a lot the, the, the times where we start feeling left behind, lost, lonely, insecure, unlovable are almost exclusively the times where we're comparing ourselves and other people. And I, comparison just doesn't do you any, any justice. Like they're truly, and I've learned this exclusively on my own is that there's no right way to do anything. There's no right way to be single. There's no right way to be in a relationship. Just as much as I I assume there's probably no right way to be married or divorced or anything. I've learned that for a fact. I've learned there's also no right way to make a living. Like I've, my career has been all over the place and now I make a living from sharing my feelings online. And it's been so much more rewarding and financially rewarding than at the height of my sales career, which I was doing really well. Like, and these are truths that I came to realize over the past couple of years. And to think that anytime you spot a happy person, a happy couple, a successful business person, to think that their blueprint is the only blueprint and you need to emulate them. And if you're not, you're falling behind. That's where we start putting ourselves in a corner. And that's why we start doubting, doubting ourselves. I think the most empowering thing you could do is remember that, that there's no right way to do anything. There truly isn't. And I know it's, it's a, a cliche, but not only in, in 2021, technology, different ways to meet people, different ways to bring your passions to light and travel and do this and do that. Like, it's just so, so true. And to me, it's really empowering because I had been 
for the most meta example possible, I've been podcasting for quite some time and writing online for quite some time. And I was like, man, there's just no way I can't, I can't figure out how to do this. Like how, how do people make money? And I would look at all the people who were making money and I was like, that, that's how you got to do it, man. I don't, I don't know. And I just stuck to what I was doing, which is this and writing quotes and talking about dating and mindfulness. And I stuck to it and I figured it out. And it just made things so clear to me that I can create my own way. And in the same way as I've been single for three years. And I used to think that being single meant this and meant that I used to think that being confident meant you had to go to the club and pop bottles. And I did that. And that was fun and fantastic. But I also learned that that's not the only way to be confident. And so these are all truths that you have to learn on your own. And I think there is a, a, a long lasting ho phase to your life. And when I say ho phase, I just mean a phase where you're experiencing as much as possible. That could be literally sleeping around, or it could be just literally touching and feeling and smelling as many things as possible, passions, interests, hobbies, people um, saying yes, saying no, whatever. Like that is how you prove to yourself what you're capable of, what your boundaries should be, what your worth is, because you're establishing your own truths. You're not borrowing other people's and you're certainly not comparing your journey to discover your truths to other people's journey. So I can, I can go on about that, but I'm very passionate about that idea. There's no right way to live your life. (laughs) I love it though. I love it so much. Literally like I could, I'm probably gonna listen to this episode like 5,000 times. (laughs) I just resonated with that so much. Uh, uh, But thank you so much for coming on our show. It has truly been such a delight to have you on. Um, I know so many people are going to really probably resonate with this episode and really love it. But before we let you go, give a shout out, tell us where they can find you, um, where they can buy your book, all that. And we're going to leave all the links in the show notes for you as well. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. This was a great, great chat. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's case.kenny on Instagram. All my links are there, but if you want to check out the journals, you can check them out. Newmindsethudis.com, all one word. Uh, all the journals are there. Yeah. And uh, one lucky listener is going to be winning yes. uh, Singles or Superpower, his uh, dating workbook. And we're so excited um, for you guys to check it out. So thank you so much, Case, for coming on. And we hope you guys check out his podcast and we'll leave all the links for you guys in the show notes. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com and our personal social media, which will be linked in our show notes also please leave us a review on itunes it really does help us out so thanks for listening gals and we hope you come back for our next journey Uh